Welcome to Roadmap to One Million. My name is Stacey Zeal, and if you're looking to make more money, gain your time back, and rapidly grow your visibility so that you can impact way more people with your brilliance, you're in the right place. This podcast is your one-stop shop for turning your online business dreams into a reality. My main goal is to give women entrepreneurs just like you the marketing strategies, guidance, and expert insights you need to hit that million-dollar milestone and beyond. Whether you're a coach, a consultant, or an online brand that wants to make a big impact, Roadmap to One Million gives you the actionable strategies and inspiration you need so that you can implement right away, no fluff, no fuss. So CEO, are you ready to buckle up and celebrate your growth? Be sure to follow the show and let's dive in. Get ready to uncover your Roadmap to One Million. Hello, hello out there. I am super excited for you to be here because we are talking about ways to prepare for 2024. These are five action steps that you can take to, that you, not even that you can take, that you need to take, that you must take right now in order for you to dominate in 2024. So if you want to make this 2024 the upcoming year, or what, depending on when you're listening to this, the actual year that is um, coming through, you definitely want to make sure that you pay attention all the way to the end because I'm going to give you the five essential things that you need to do. And so if you are new to my world, if you're out there listening on the podcast on Roadmap to One Million, hey, y'all, my name is Stacy, and I am a marketing consultant that specializes in Facebook ads. So I have generated $150 million running Facebook and Instagram ads for brands like Zappos, Crocs, New Balance, all these different types of brands, very large brands. And so really what I do is I help online brands accelerate their growth as a fractional chief marketing officer and with my Facebook ads course called Maximize with Ads. And honestly, before we jump into the content, I'm super excited. I have a very new quiz that will tell you exactly what you need to know or what you need to focus on marketing-wise to hit that seven-figure mark. So if you're looking to make 2024 your seven-figure mark, if you're looking to make this the best year ever, then you definitely want to make sure you take that quiz at stacyzeal.co slash quiz because there you'll be able to go through a few assessments, a few questions, and I'll really tell you exactly what you need to focus on in a detailed report with some resources and some podcasts episodes and all the things. So make sure you go to stacyzeal.co slash quiz to take that. All right. So I hope you have your pens ready. I hope that you are ready to take some notes because these are five things that are just like super essential that you need to do. And really where the spark from is that my assistant and I did this on um, this past week. And so right before Christmas, we sat down and we just went through all five of these things. And we really kind of started to lay the foundation for our plan for 2024. And so if you're someone who hasn't finished your 2024 plan yet, particularly the marketing piece of it, this is definitely going to be super helpful for you. And even if you have, you know, finished it, honestly, um, marketing plans take time to develop and put together. I remember when I was working at Zappos, we got our finalized marketing plan at like the end of January um, because it's so comprehensive because it has, you know, so many different components to it. And so don't feel like you're behind if you haven't finished your marketing plan. I honestly haven't finished mine yet either. I, Like I said, we, we went through all of these five action steps over this past week. And now I have a foundation for which I can build my 2024 marketing plan on. All right. So let's start with number one. So number one, first thing that you need to do is you need to make a list of what worked and what didn't work in 2023. 
This is super important. If you are someone who feels like every year you are spinning your wheels, if you feel like every year you're, or every month or every year you're starting over from scratch with your marketing, this is essential piece to what you need to do because really, and I do this with my clients. This is one of the first things we do when we do annual planning or any kind of planning is what worked, what didn't work. And this is just a list. Like me and my assistant, we were just, we had a whiteboard. We were just laying things out. We had color-coded markers and everything, y'all. It was great. Um, and so we made a list. What works? Made a list of what doesn't work. And we even had a list of some things that are like kind of working, haven't given it enough time yet, maybe work, you know, that kind of thing. And so the purpose of this is so that you can start to take a look at all of the things that you have done this year to figure out what you're going to focus on next year and what you're going to release. So a lot of times there are a lot of different things that we try throughout the year, but we don't actually either give them enough time to develop. We um, didn't really kind of go back and debrief and evaluate whether that initiative worked for us or not. So you definitely want to make sure that you take stock and make a list. And this is a brain dump, a list, set a timer, do a brain dump. What worked, what didn't. Doesn't have to have a whole lot of rhyme or reason, just make a list. And we honestly even broke this down when me and my assistant did this. We broke this down to business, so like finances and business and that kind of thing. We broke this down to marketing and we broke down operations. And so those were the three buckets that we moved through when we were thinking about what worked, what didn't work. We talked about software that worked, software that doesn't work, what we need. We talked about offers that worked, what offer, what were our top selling offers, all that kind of stuff. And we broke down marketing tasks, like what were we doing marketing wise that worked and didn't work. So here, let me give you a couple examples that we talked about. So for mine, what I when I did my analysis, what I found was a couple of things that worked really well for us this year, live launches. As much as, you know, live launches are a thorn in my side because they are a lot of work, they did work, right? They did. They were our biggest initiative to sell our course this year, right? So live launches worked for us. So we're going to do more of those in 2024. One-on-one -on -one outreach and sales conversations, that works for us too. Collaborations worked really well for us. Being on video and, you know, creating a lot more video, that works for us. Our Black Friday promotions, the different promotions that we did throughout the year, those kinds of things work for us. Ads worked for us, right? So this is what I mean. You just want to take a stock, make a list of things that worked for you and things that didn't. A couple of things that didn't work for us that we put down on here is spending a lot of time creating social content. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you when I get to this next next couple of sections, this is why, why that's important um, to, to make note of. The, the amount of time I spent creating social content was, was a lot this year. Um, another thing that didn't work is being re very reactionary instead of proactive. So we would we would react to things rather than proactively planning out the month, um, like especially like if there was a sales dip, we would kind of like, you know, go into a frenzy like, oh, my gosh, sales are dipping. Like, what are we going to do? Right. And so I want to be a lot more uh, proactive next year instead of being a lot very reactionary. Um, and then also thing last thing that we wrote, one of the things we wrote in a ton of stuff, but things that didn't work, random lead magnets. Like I was coming up with a lead magnet every other minute, right? Like, and not driving enough traffic to it, not getting enough people to actually go through it. So that's why it's so important, again, for you to be able to make a list of what worked and what didn't work so that you can see like where are, so you can find the patterns, so you can find the things that are actually working. You can drop things that don't work. That really is part of my philosophy with my clients is do more of what works, do less of what doesn't. Leading your marketing as the CEO can be time consuming and draining, which leads to inconsistent marketing and slow growth. If you're looking to supercharge your sales, gain your precious CEO time back, and increase your impact, our fractional chief marketing officer service at Stacey Zealand Co. is your secret weapon. Picture this, no more missed deadlines, no more unfinished campaigns, no more jumping from tactic to tactic. 
You can absolutely achieve all of that without pouring more of your time into marketing, even if you have a small and inexperienced team. Want to know how? Head over to stacyzeal.co slash CMO right now to watch our free video. We'll show you the exact strategies and tactics that have helped countless online service providers, coaches, and consultants just like you skyrocket their sales with their existing team. Don't miss out on this opportunity to transform your business. Visit stacyzeal.co slash CMO today to watch the video and get ready to make more money, gain your time back, and increase your impact. All right, let's jump back into the episode. Okay, action step number two. After you've made your list of what worked and what didn't work, um, I want you to also review your marketing metrics. And so this is where you are tracking where did your leads and sales actually come from? Where where did your leads and sales actually come from, right? That's what I want you to really kind of start to understand. Like for me, for example, when I went back and did this, most of my leads came from, most of my sales and, and leads came from referrals and Facebook, right? So when I'm thinking about 2024 and I'm thinking about what I'm doing next year, one of the things I'm prioritizing is building out a referral program because I was getting a bunch of random referrals this year, which was great in this you know, relationship building and all that kind of stuff. But I want to make it so that it's more and it is more positive, right? So that's why it's important for you to understand, like when you look into your marketing, where did your people come from? How do people get on your email list? Was there a particular lead magnet that drove, that got a lot of people on your email list? Was there a particular ch- marketing channel that dominated out of outside of other channels, right? Like that's what you wanted to make, you wanted to really kind of take account of. And this requires you going into your Google Analytics. This requires you looking at your, you know, email service provider, your landing page softwares. This requires you to pull some data. And this is something that you can do with your team, right? You can have your team go in and pull all these numbers for you and give you a report. But either way, you need to really like not guessing. That's what I want to want to hit home. We're not guessing. We're actually going back and looking at the places that we are tracking where our leads are coming from and we're tracking where our sales are coming from. And we're making note of the top two to three places that they're coming from so that way we can optimize that and we can do more of that for next year. All right. So that's that's number two. Number three, you want to audit your existing marketing. Okay. So this means you're looking at your sales pages, your email sequences, update your link in bio. Do it now. Please update your link in bio now. <laughs> Get rid of all that old stuff. That's not that's not relevant anymore, right? You're looking through your marketing because here's what happens. Ten, what happens is we create our website or we create our emails. We write all these things, and then what we do is we end up having an, a change in our in our market, right? Like maybe we elevate. We're talking to a more elevated client. Maybe we are talking to a completely different client. Maybe our offers have changed and shifted in a way that we need to be, you know, that we really need to, you know, go back and refresh. And so those are some places that you can look. The top places, again, sales pages, email sequences, landing pages, um, you're, you know, going through your, um, the, the pinned posts on your, so, on your social pages, right? Like if you have a pinned post on your Facebook profile or on your Instagram, right? These are kinds of things you need to go through and check your featured section in your LinkedIn by in your LinkedIn page, right? Like how old is those links? Go through and make sure everything still works, right? That's what we want to do, right? That's that's the main thing here. It's, you are going to go through and audit your marketing based on what we talked about. So we already know what works and what doesn't work. We already have talked about, you know, our marketing numbers and our metrics. 
Now we want to take a look at everything that we already have out there existing that's currently out there to make sure that it's up to snuff with who we are trying to talk to for 2024. This is particularly important for you if you have decided to go after a new market, if you decided to raise your prices or anything like that. You really need to go through everything that you already have done and make sure that it is up to point, is on point with where you're trying to go in 2024. Right? So we're refreshing, updating, eliminating. All right. Number four. This is an important one. And I know, Karanda, you're going to love this one. Review your processes. Okay. So in Q1, my team, we always prioritize operational updates. And so what we do is we, that's one of the things that I mentioned earlier, we did our, we did our session and we did what works, what doesn't work on the operation section. We wrote down tools that worked, things that tools that don't work processes that we put in place this year. Does it work? Does it not work? How can we tweak it? How can we make it better? Marketing requires process, right? Consistency requires process. Consistency just does not happen, right? You have to make sure that you are facilitating consistency with your tools that you're using, with the systems you put in place, with the SOPs that you have, all that kind of stuff. And so what we're prioritizing for Q1 is we're prioritizing putting a CRM in place because that's one of the pain points that I've had this year is that I've been doing a lot of manual tracking. And I am not a manual tracking kind of person, right? There's nothing wrong with manually tracking. I have some amazing, awesome spreadsheets that people have given me that have helped me to really track my leads and sales. I love it. However, I am an automated kind of girl. I need something that is more automated so that way I can really kind of, and I want us to have something that's going to give us a, a, full, a better picture of what's going on. And so if you do need help with tools and tech, definitely make sure y'all hit up Karanda because she actually gave us a whole, um, you know, document on what we actually need to be focusing on tech wise to make sure that we are up to where we, where we're trying to get to based on our goals. Um, and so we are taking that spreadsheet and we are looking at that and we're going through the tools that we, that we have now. And we're looking at new tools that we want to bring on board. We're even looking at some of the old tools that we have. For example, HoneyBook is a tool that is fantastic for onboarding clients. And our process that we put in our onboarding process that we put in place two years ago is actually still working really well for us. However, we just need to do an update. And so I'm putting it on my assistant to kind of go through our HoneyBook. This is how I use it now, right? Maybe the way that you use the tool has changed, okay? So you really need to make sure that you're going through this. And so going through, you know, looking at all the tools you use, making sure you have SOPs in place, which are standard operating procedures for any recurring tasks. That's what we prioritize doing in Q1. You do it whenever you want to do it, right? But then Q1, that's when we're when we're mapping it out. And when I'm basing, because what I'm creating is also a timeline. I'm creating a marketing timeline as well as an operations timeline and as well as like a business timeline of like what like when are we launching? When are we doing our live launches? What tools do we need to have in place before we do these live launches? All that kind of good stuff. So make sure that you review your marketing processes to make sure that the things that you're doing are still working for you and the tools that you're using are still working for you. Um, and the last thing, so step, so last thing that you want to do, number five, and this is really important. So you want to make sure that you meet with your team. And it sounds very simple, but let me tell you, when you meet, a lot, sometimes what happens as CEOs is we kind of think that, you know, the trajectory of our business, the revenue goals we're trying to hit, all that kind of stuff is not relevant to our team. But let me tell you, it is very relevant to the marketing team. Your revenue that you're trying to hit for next year, the amount of leads that you need to get in, you know, all of that backtracks to how to what your revenue goals are. So your marketing team or the people on your team need to know what you're focused on next year so that they know how to do this, how, how, they know how to move. They know how, what to focus on. They can help you to plan accordingly, right? They can help you to stay motivated. Let me tell you, there have been times when my assistant has been like, keep going, right? So 
make sure that you are involving your team in this process. So like I mentioned, we, me and my assistant, we sat down, we did our deep dive. We went through step one, what worked, what didn't work. Cool. Now that I have, now that I'm, now it's on me to go through our marketing metrics to see where our leads are coming from, which I've already done. Now it's on me to kind of, you know, um, audit our existing marketing, see where do we need to refresh? Where do we not need to refresh? What kind of things we need? And then, you know, we, my, me and my assistant, we've already talked about our processes that we have in place and I'm mapping out what things need to be prioritized first based on the business, the goals that we have in the business. And then my last step is to be able to create a document and create my marketing plan for my, my marketing and our business overall 2024 business plan for 2024. And I'm going to be sharing that with my assistant. So that way she fully understands what we're focused on next year, when, th when, when we are doing what, and what priority, what, what operational things need to be put in place before we do certain things, right? And so that is really important because you want to make sure, and another thing you want to meet with your team about that I'm worth down and I'm glad I wrote it down so I can remember is that you want to make sure you talk to them about what their individual goals are, what their struggles are, what their challenges are, what how are they doing as an employee of your business, whether they're a contractor, part-time, full-time, it doesn't matter, right? Like how are they seeing themselves as a part of your business? What are some things that are standing in their way that's making their job harder? And how can you as a CEO work on, you know, creating um, solutions to those things? So meeting with your team on what you're doing in the business, what your you know external campaigns that you're doing, and their individual goals and things like that is really, really important so that everybody is in alignment with what we're trying to do. Because that's really what happens when you go through all five of these steps. And I'll recap those five steps in a second. But when you go through all five of these steps, you are going to be able to create a plan that not only elevates your business, but helps your team to feel like they're a part of the process. It helps you to be able to have a direction, right? It's really important for us to have a direction that we're going. Um, because I, I I love Alice in Wonderland. That's one of my, like a movie that I love to watch. Um, but if you don't have, know where you're going, any direction will do. That's what Cheshire Cat said, right? If you don't know where you're going, any route will take you there. And so it's important for us to understand as a CEO that we are driving the ship. Understand that what things that we are putting in place, especially marketing wise, are going to impact our teams. It's going to impact our bottom line. It's going to impact everything that we do. So you have to make sure that you make this time to prioritize and go through all five of these steps, which are number one, that first step, recap what worked and what didn't work. And this is, again, this is a brain dump. This is not something that you are, you know, putting a whole lot of, you know, spending a whole, whole lot of time on. I want you to just really kind of think about it. What are the top things that come to mind as far as it did work, what didn't work? Um, and like I told you, me and my assistant, we broke it down to business related things, um, marketing related things and operations related, related things. So we can really kind of see what worked and what didn't work in the different categories. Number two, the second step is to review your marketing metrics. So dig into your data, go into your, your Instagram, go to your Facebook analytics, go to your Google analytics, look at your email service providers, look at your, you know, um, the, the sales um, platforms that you're using, all those kinds of things. And make sure you fully understand what's where, like where your leads are coming from and where your sales are coming from. Okay, so that's reviewing your marketing metrics is number two. Number three, you want to audit and update your existing marketing um, collateral. So this is your website, this is your landing pages, this is your LinkedIn bio, <laughs> this is your you know your bio maybe right? Maybe you need to update your actual bio or your about page or anything like that, right? So this is where you're going through and understanding like. Who actually am I talking to this year? 
And how can I make sure that my, my marketing reflects that? The fourth step that you want to do, the fourth thing you want to do is review your processes. So how are we getting marketing things done? If you don't have SOPs or standard operating procedures, this is where I, I implore you to start. Um, what the documenting step-by-step how things get done. For example, my podcast has an SOP for it. And the SOP covers from ideation all the way to marketing. That includes editing. It includes, you know, getting it out there. It includes marketing. It includes all those things. So that way, when we are bringing, we're looking to bring on a marketing assistant next year. And so that marketing assistant, we will have a bunch of SOPs that they can start to reference to in order for them to be able to, you know, integrate into our workflow. Marketing has processes, y'all. So if you're just winging your marketing, even if you are the primary person creating the content, right, you have to have processes for how, like, how does that work? So that way, as you start to scale and bring more people and help, you know, have people help in different areas of your business. They're not, you know, trying to pull things out of your head, right? You actually have things that you have a standard and operating procedure for how you do things. And then that last thing is to meet with your team. So make sure that your team is fully aligned on your plan for 2024. They know how they can contribute. They can give you ideas, right? Like, you know, my assistant gave me a lot of great ideas when we did this. Um, yes, I love that. SLPs are a future love letter, our love letter to your future self. Yes, that's so important, y'all. We need to make sure that we're documenting what we're doing. And how we do it, right? And if you need help on tools and all the things, y'all know I got all the tools, uh, all the tools recommends recommendations. So just just DM me and I'll tell you the tools that I use to do SLPs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then that last part again, meet with your team. Make sure that they're fully understanding with what you're trying to do, with your goals, all that kind of good stuff. Make sure you understand where they see themselves fitting in as part of your business. What are their struggles? What are their challenges? What are things that are making their job harder? Right? Because we don't want to just make our job as easier. We want to make our employees' jobs easier as well. All right. And so you can try to tackle all this by yourself. You could do that. That's an option. Or you can get the help that you need, right? To be able to make next year your best year ever. And so I want you to book a call with me or send me a DM if you're on social. If you're listening to this on the podcast, sit, book a call with me or you can reach out to me via social if you, if you like, because I'm all around these social streets. But book a call with me. Let's talk about it. So we can figure out how to make sure that 2024 is your best year ever. And it really, really kind of starts with doing these five core things that I mentioned. But you don't have to do it alone. I have documents. <laughs> I have templates. I have the expertise all the things you need to really be able to kind of go through all each of these five steps to set you up for a really, really strong 2024. So again, that's send me a, a book a call with me at stacyzeal.co slash call, or you can reach out to me via DM and I will be happy to answer your questions. Um, so if there are no questions, I'm going to take a second to see if there are any questions in the chat. Um, thank you so much, Karanda, for this recap. These are fantastic. So make sure y'all um, hit the comments if you want to see the recaps of what I talked about today. Um, but this is really important, y'all. It's foundational stuff. This is stuff that has to happen. As I mentioned, I didn't get my marketing plan at Zappos until the end of January. So do not feel like you are behind, okay? You are not behind. This kind of stuff takes time to put together, especially when you're looking at all of these different pieces. It really, like me and my assistant have been planning to do our deep dive for weeks, <laughs> okay? And we didn't actually get to do it until right before Christmas, okay? And so it's really important for you to go through each of these steps so that you understand, so that you can lay the foundation for a smooth 2024. Um, all right, so... Make sure y'all watch the replay if you're just jumping in because this is a lot of good stuff. I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Um, but
But yeah, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. If you need some help with this, DM me so we can talk about what your best options are um, moving forward into 2024, because I want y'all to win 2024. I know I'm going to win. I know that a lot of people out there, y'all going to win, but I want to make sure that I can help you. Okay. All right, y'all. I will talk to y'all later. OMG, that episode was packed with gems. Are you ready for more? Head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast to get the show notes and to sign up to get our top five podcast episodes to help you streamline your marketing so you can make this your million dollar year. Head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast.